0: Welcome back to this new edition of the New Life Community Church podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Pastor's <clears throat> message, glorious message, shall I say, um, and it's elevate the recipe of Thanksgiving. I'm joined here today by Pastor Dennis and uh, my brother, the worship leader, uh, Austin Martinez. And of course, me, Alec. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a pastor's wife with us, but you know, who will make do so uh we're, we're saying that will you take us away past you
1: hey thanks Alec. Uh, yes, you know we, we touched on Sunday, we touched Elevate the recipe for Thanksgiving and of course you know this week's Thanksgiving um, in fact, uh, you know hopefully you're you're you know having a a, a good week and I want to take it to the context of not the, not the day of Thanksgiving you know um, it's easy for us to uh, think about. The day of Thanksgiving, we talk about the word Thanksgiving. But uh, us as Christians, I think, um, well, we, I, I I know I don't think that uh, God's will for our lives is to live a daily life, a lifestyle um, of Thanksgiving. It's not just about thinking, um, you know, God or, or living Thanksgiving for one particular day. Uh, it's it's every single day. In fact, Thanksgiving is part of our prayer. You know, um, when when we think about uh, Thanksgiving and and um, I'm sorry, when we think about prayer, part of our prayer is Thanksgiving. We thank God, you know, for that day. We thank Him for what He what He's done. We thank Him for who He is, and um, you know that's something that we all should live by uh, in life. And you know, I, I touched on about about a Sunday, and I'm not going to go much you know depth in here um, right now, but you know we've we've had a difficult year uh we've we've lived a time of i'm i'm thirty eight <laughs> thirty eight years old <laughs> and uh you know i i out of my past thirty eight years on this earth i've never encountered um just such um you know uh uh time and trouble um and you know it's one of those things where uh You know it's 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 tough we can sit back and think about like what's what's there to be thankful for uh in reality there's a lot to be thankful for and in and what we've learned is in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse uh, 16 through 18 we see uh paul's recipe for for thanksgiving or I like to call Paul's Recipes for Thanksgiving. And it's very easy. I touched on this Sunday. It's very easy for us to sit back and think, well, they didn't go through the problems. They didn't go through pandemics. They didn't go through isolation. They didn't go through lockdowns. They didn't go through all these things. Um, But we have to understand they lived a different time frame, They lived a different, um, uh, uh, you know, style of living. Exactly. And they still went through the troubles and, and, and heartaches. I mean, we can go all the way back. And if throughout the, the the five chapters in First Thessalonians, and see that Paul really emphasizes that the trouble that they were going through—not just Paul, but also the church of Thessalonica, um, also Paul in Philippi—as he's writing the letter, he had oppositions, he had troubles, he had difficulties, but he still encouraged them in their thanksgiving. You know, Paul, one of his letters that um, he
2: wrote to them in First Thessalonians um chapter 16 or chapter 5 verses 16 through 18 out of the niv and you shared this on sunday sunday was starting at verse 16 it says rejoice always and pray continually verse 18 says give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus you know like as you as you were saying this has been a a tough year it's for some it's been a tough day by day, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been tough to wake up and, you know, um, 80% of America is still without jobs. Mm -hmm. It's hard to wake up day in, day out, not know where your food is coming from, waiting on some word from the government to send out some hope. You know, some people are waiting for the government to send out hope. Some people are hoping um, um, that their jobs will come back. Well, you know, it looked like things were going up. And then another uh, uh, shutdown has happened. You know, mm-hmm. we can't meet with our families, you know. Um, it's been hard, but like you were saying, you know, it, it's, it's a recipe for Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, a lot of times we try to put our hopes in a single specific thing, mm-hmm. where we can't find full satisfaction, we can't find full hope, we can't find full joy, we can't find full love. We can't even be thankful for that individually, because once that's gone, we'll, well, like you used the example for Thanksgiving, a turkey is just a turkey by mm-hmm. itself. You know, it, it's dry. I mean, even if it's the juiciest turkey, you don't want to sit there and just eat a big old turkey by itself. No, yeah. you got to get the stuffing. you got get to the, get the corn red. you got to get the, the, the green beans. Exactly. You have to have everything in it, and that's what makes it a full meal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, we're just using Thanksgiving as an example, but any meal, mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. object by itself that's supposed to go in a recipe. Is is just by itself? Yeah. I mean, sugar just by itself tastes horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you've had like a, just a spoonful, or, or a spoonful, just by itself. It tastes horrible. I
1: don't know. I like brown sugar by itself. Well, though. brown, well, <laughs> because you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that's an exception. Or you can look at cinnamon. I know yeah. there's this challenge going around. I know when I was in high school, I'm oh, dating yeah. myself cool. in 2014. Um, I mean, that's not that far off. I'm only 24, but 2014, you know, there's a cinnamon challenge. And and people used to get a spoonful of cinnamon and Mm -hmm. try to swallow it. Well, cinnamon by itself was horrible. People would choke. People would basically basically die, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to swallow the cinnamon. But Mm -hmm. by itself, it's not it's not, wasn't good. It's when you add it to that oatmeal. It's when you add it to, to something sweet. It's when you add it to your coffee or to your, to your drink that makes it a full recipe. Mm -hmm. And that's what, what Paul is saying. You know, we look back at, like you were saying, pastor, at, at biblical times, like, well, they didn't go, well, actually they had it 10 times harder than we did. You know, just to live in that era was, was lucky before yeah. you, you know, like, uh, I believe the expected lifespan was like 40 years old back then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a long time. No, it's not a long time at all. And when we, and when we look back at it, it's like Paul was saying, well, you know, um, um, I, I'm probably going butcher it, to butcher it, but the church in um, Thessalonica, Thess- 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 uh-huh. <laughs> Thess- they were going through all sorts of stuff. At this time, they were going through persecution from the Romans. Yeah. I mean, before, Paul became um, before uh, Paul became Paul, he was Saul, Mm -hmm. and he was the one hunting down the Christians himself and throwing them in the lions into the rings with the arenas with the lions. So we see that he was saying rejoice always, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of how you're feeling, regardless and what pray continually Mm -hmm. because it's a recipe. There's multiple layers to it. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, you know and you're in both you guys are really right you know and and touching on what austin said you know we shouldn't lay our foundation our you know our recipe around the man around the government mm-hmm. we should be really, really relying on our relationship our foundation in jesus christ mm-hmm. because with that everything comes together yeah. you know watching all these cooking shows or you know watching the gordon ramsay show um he's the head chef right mm-hmm. and everything he says everything goes right and when they follow his orders what happens the recipe turns out good
3: Mm. but when
0: they don't follow his orders what it turns out bad you know he then he cusses them out and stuff like that (laughs) i'm not gonna say anything he says but you know like for reals and that's what we need to do as christians we need to follow Mm. god's word and it's not just his word you know we have to follow his his recipe his design Mm. you know his we have to pray we have to fellowship with other christians in order for us to grow on our foundation in christ
1: definitely yeah i i love that that's um uh that that reference you know with with Gordon Ramsay you know putting i, I used to love watching hell's hell's kitchen and uh to seeing how you know when he, when they listen to him it turns out perfect you know and and that doesn't mean that they didn't go through troubles or they you know they they had all these the other things that they encountered but when they when they put the recipe in you know and they put the ingredients that were told the the finished product is is perfect and that's one thing is is when we when we get our finished product in in heaven because we're not finished until you know we're done with this world uh it's gonna be perfect because everything in heaven is perfect you know and so i I love that analogy that that you just you know share with us and 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 really you know when, when you when you look at what's going on and everything else how can we have thanksgiving well we're going to um to, to dive a little deeper in, into uh, Paul's writing in, in 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18. And, and the first way that we, we can do that is we need to adopt and have an attitude of joy. You know, in, in, in verse 16, and I'm reading out of the Amplified version just to give us a little more meat. Um, the Amplified uh, says, be happy, and they, and they emphasize in your faith. And rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, which is also always. So we have to have that attitude of, of joy. And what Paul is talking about is, is rejoice always. It is It's something that needs to be an attitude. It needs to be something that comes, um, I, you know, I would say naturally. We would love, I would love to, to, to work where rejoicing and joy comes naturally. You know, because I think sometimes it does. And other times it's hard, you know, when, when we think about like, you know, we've all played sports and and when we win, you know, we rejoice, we're happy, you know, we're elated, we're, we're pumped. Right. But when we lose, you know, I remember, you know, losing and having some like long bus rides home from orange County. And I remember if you sat there and you joked about on on that bus, like, you know, there's going to be issues. And I remember having like, you know, you, you get on there, we're somber, we're, we're upset, we're mad. You know, um, know we're down. <laughs> you know, what do you
0: say? Oh, I said, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> well, well, I know something about that, Pastor. It <laughs> right? Was we not. all can't
2: be state champions. I know. <laughs> we all don't have two rings. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I, I totally under, understand, especially coming home from football games or any time. You know, it's silence on the bus. You, don't talk. you know, you didn't take it seriously if you were talking. That's mm-hmm. basically what it is. And yeah. if coach heard you talk or laugh or giggle or, or, or whatever, oh man, the next morning you're running sprints until he gets tired. And okay. that was all day. You know, that mm-hmm. was all practice. <laughs> but like you said, it's, it's hard to find joy. Yeah. You know, in things that when go wrong, when things don't go our way in in just everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, um we keep using this pandemic because this is what we're going through, you yeah. know. A few months from now or even a few years from now, people will look back and not understand, but it you know, in in everyday life in general, mm-hmm. you know, excluding the pandemic because we all we're all going through something different mm-hmm. during the pandemic and and you know, it's hard to find joy in anything. It's hard to find joy when you're talking to your boss or your boss is getting on you. Yeah. It's hard to find joy when you have to do something that you don't want to do. It's hard to find joy when your kids don't listen to you. Yeah. You know, it's hard to find joy and joy when you don't feel like going to church mm-hmm. or God doesn't give you the answer that you're, that you're looking for. Or God doesn't answer that specific prayer in the way that you want him to answer it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hard to find joy. And, you know, it's... It's like you said, it, it, it's, a, it's a, um, a process, not a process, but a, um, it's something that we have to work yeah. to do because yeah. it, it doesn't come naturally. No. You know, the first thing and the easiest thing, especially as humans, and I can attest for myself, is, is to complain mm-hmm. or look at the, at the um, hard side of it. But Paul writes to them mm-hmm. in Philippians 4.4, 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he repeats it again. And you know, anything in the Bible that's repeated more than once is important. And he says, I say it again, rejoice. rejoice. You know, rejoice in your trials, rejoice in, and it's, it's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. It's like, well, how can you rejoice? You know, life sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, life is hard. Life is, life is, life sucks. <laughs> in other words, <laughs> it, it, life it sucks. definitely can.
1: Yep. It definitely can.
2: And You know, you're right, you're, you know, it is hard,
0: especially as human beings, because our first instinct is what, when something bad happens, we get sad, mm-hmm. you know, people may get depressed, people may like, oh, you know, my, um, you know, my family member died, I'm sad, instead of saying, oh, I knew they had a fellowship with Christ, or they had a relationship with Christ, you know, and rejoicing because they're in a better place, mm. right, and when I, when I think about rejoicing, I think of Job. And I know we use Job a lot, but he's a perfect example, or one of the perfect examples, you know, in the Bible, because he had everything taken from him, you know, his family, his money, his health, and yet he still chose to praise God, okay. and God, you know, gave him back tenfold. And I know it's easy to say, oh, well, that's Job, and, you know, God was with Job, but God is with you too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, as we, as we were going back a couple of weeks ago, you know, we're talking about prayer, God gave us that power, or not us, we're using God's power, mm-hmm. but using prayer. And not to jump ahead, you know, but yeah. that's very powerful mm-hmm. in
1: what we're saying. You know, and, and, and I like to, 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 you know, go back as Austin talked about Philippians 4.4. 4. Yeah, Paul, this was an, uh, an attitude that Paul um, adopted. You know, Paul, I mean, let's, let's think about Paul for a minute. Um, this is a guy that was beaten from one, one lash of his life. This was a guy that was shipwrecked. This was a guy who was arrested several times. Um, when you think about Paul's life, you know, he doesn't say, oh, sign me up for that. That sounds easy. But Paul, you know, in, in multiple occasions, we we, we know from uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, we know from Philippians 4.4 4, and Ephesians 5.20, where he talks about uh, Thanksgiving, you know, and and, and and rejoicing, he talks about. And the, the things we have to understand that Paul made this, a lifestyle. He, he didn't make it just so I can, I can struggle or, or um, you know, I'm going to do it here. But I'm not going to do it there. He rejoiced in each one of those things. And we see it throughout the Bible. We see when he was locked up in, in prison with Paul and uh, with, with Silas, you know, what do they choose to do? Do they choose to sit there and complain and whine? No, they chose to rejoice and worship, you know, and we see that throughout the life of Paul. And that's important for us to, to really grasp a hold of that. You know what? Uh, I, I, I Let's be honest. I would rather, I think, go through a pandemic than be beaten by one lash of my life. Like, no thank you, you know? And, and so we look at them and say, well, they didn't go through that. Well, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't shipwrecked, but my canoe flipped one day, and <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was going to die, you know? I, I, I would rather, you know, deal with what I'm dealing with now than be shipwrecked. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a big thing, and if Paul can choose to rejoice— then we can as well.
2: You know, I brought it up last week. Um, Well, actually two weeks ago, I believe. And, you know, when we were talking about worship Mm -hmm. and how like, you know, we shouldn't let our outside um, our outside circumstances affect worship and the same thing with with anything. Yeah um, You know, we shouldn't let outward Circumstances still our joy mm-hmm. which is easier said than done. I mean we keep repeating it with but it's true You know, we shouldn't let outward circumstances um, Still our joy. We shouldn't let outward circumstances still our happiness still our or one of our recipe recipes for 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 Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but because I mean we, we look in Habakkuk um like you brought up on on sunday you know god god reveals that the assyrian nation just some background for you guys the syrian nation was going to come and destroy uh or or take over and take captive the people of israel mm-hmm. and we see that you know god reveals this this vision to habakkuk Uh, about that, you know, Israel, it's a final warning, you know, Israel, you need to turn your ways, you know, you need to turn back to me, left your first love, you know, like, this is all that's going to happen, you know, and Habakkuk was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I need to warn people, he was scared for himself, and you can just imagine, like, you know that the end is near, basically, for for your country, you know, the end is near for your your people, you know, the end is near for you, and life, as you know, it is over, and it's kind of like, you know, like, um, if someone looked back in time about this COVID thing and, and we see, you know, all this stuff happen, and you're sitting there like, well, it's going to happen. There's nothing you can do to stop it. And, and what Habakkuk does in chapter three is he, he, he says all this stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I was scared when God showed me this, you know, I, I was distraught. I was, I was hurt. You know, he goes into all these examples of, of the, of what God was showing him. But at the very end, He says that the God, the sovereign Lord, in verse 19, he says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer. In other words, what he was saying is, I don't put my joy in my circumstance. I put my joy in my God mm-hmm. because I know what he has done. You see, the Israelite people, just to use them as an example, they have been oppressed and oppressed throughout all of history. Mm-hmm. Even, even include now, we see that there's, there's um, always constant war between Israel Israel, and every other nation on the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. There's still that constant, uh, constant tension. There's still that constant struggle because, because they have turned away from God. But we see that despite of what was going on, Habakkuk put his trust in God. And the same should go for us. We should put our trust in God. I say it every Sunday, and Pastor brought it up. And as a church, not just me, but as a church, we believe that we believe that we don't just worship God. We don't just give thanks to God. We just don't find joy when everything is going good mm-hmm. just because what has God has done for us in that moment. You see, we, we we find joy in God. We find, and just like Habakkuk, we find our, our, our praise and our worship in God because for who he is. Yeah. You see, that's what Habakkuk knew because he walked with God. That's mm-hmm. what Habakkuk knew because of the history of what God has done. And we always say, you know, we don't worship God for who what he has, or for what he's going to do, but we worship God because who he is. Mm-hmm. But another part goes with that. Yes, you know, we know what God has done in the past, so we put our faith in him moving forward. And that's what Habakkuk does. So when you're sitting there and listening to us, it's like, okay, well, you're talking about having joy. You know, you're talking about worshiping God in a trial. You know, you're talking about elevating the recipe of Thanksgiving when everything around me looks like trash. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like, my, you know, my, um, you know, I lost my job, my kid is sick, you know, I lost a loved one, you know, whatever it is, we just have to remember, just like Habakkuk, and just like we say, we see what God has done in the past. Mm-hmm. So we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our joy and hope of the future because we know God did it in the past, and He's the same God who can do it in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, and um, I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but you know, how what's the old song? It's like the joy in the Lord will give me strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's very powerful because. It really is. It really does give you strength to go out through your day because there's times where, trust me, where I'm where I'm feeling low, where I'm feeling sluggish. But you know, I, I just start praying, you know, I start I start interceding between me and God, you know, and He gives me that strength to go on with that day, especially if it's a long work day, because um I still go to I still go to my job, and driving there is just tiring and all that. But it's just really powerful how what God can do for
2: your life and do in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect transition to go to two. Mm-hmm. To point two is, is an attitude of prayer. Um, I know you brought up, Alec, um, that you pray on your way to work. Well, an, a prayer, and I guess we're talking about it again. Mm-hmm. We had a whole sermon about it, it's been in our whole foundation little mini series, but it's a foundation pr- principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a major recipe to find joy, to find thanksgiving. You know, prayer, and we said it last week and I'll say it again, it shouldn't be our last response Mm -hmm. or our last resort, whether I should say, but it should be our first response. And a lot of times we do that. You know, I use the example of any major tragedy, you know, we can look at any of any school shootings, we can look at 9-11, we can look right now at Corona. Mm-hmm. Churches were flooded and flooded and flooded. Mm-hmm. People were praying, you know, people were begging for churches to open back up, but now we see that churches are empty. Mm-hmm. Or, or the, the um, I don't want to call it a fad, but the Christian fad what has worn off, yeah. you know, for all mm-hmm. the people who were running to the churches when things were gone. But we have to have an attitude of prayer.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: you know paul tells us in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 he says thank god and this is out the amplified version he says thank god in everything mm-hmm. no matter what the circumstance may be mm-hmm. be thankful and give thanks for this is the will of god for you who are in christ jesus the revealer and mediator of that will Well, what is he saying he's saying basically talk to God, you know, give thanks to God, say, hey, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a whole elaborate prayer, you know, Father God who sits most high on the (laughs) throne with his white robe (laughs) and his long, you know, it doesn't have to be all like that, but it's just simply thanking God. It's simply taking the time during your prayer time whenever it is you know i say it all the time you know i'm a delivery driver so my time with god is while i'm driving mm-hmm. between stops it's it's while i while while i'm on my trip uh, you know it, i don't get the luxury uh, like pastor you know to sit home and mm-hmm. and, and go into <laughs> going i mean he's not secluded in a room but yeah. you know to to be at home and worship with god mm-hmm. but i find time and i make time yeah. and i the most thing that one thing before i even ask god for anything Is I thank him Mm -hmm. for what he has already done, because what he has already done is not guaranteed to us. You know, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Mm -hmm. Every morning that he's giving you chances. Every morning he's he's um, answering your prayers, prayers that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And that's what Paul was basically saying. In every circumstance, we we don't pray it because it's our last resort. Because oh my gosh, something bad happened, so we're reacting. Mm -hmm. No, it should be our first response, and that's what Paul is basically explaining in, in um, this verse.
1: You know, one thing we, we have to, to do, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, piggybacking off of what you're saying, Austin, you know, sometimes we think about prayer and we always think about, you know, bowing our heads, closing our eyes, you know, um, um, folding our hands, and, you know, that, that, that's, if you have time for that, that's great, but I would say the majority of, of people don't. And if we, if we think prayer that way, then really, then we're not gonna be praying because we're not gonna find the time to actually stop, sit down, close our eyes, and bow our heads. Uh, and if, we, if, if we're praying that way, um, like I said, that's great, but let's be real, I, I don't think many of us have the time to do that. You know, we, we have our morning devotion, we have our prayer time, um, you know, and then throughout the day, what are we doing? You know, like Austin said, he's driv- driving a truck. You know, he, he's still praying on the road. You know, I, I'll, I'll get up and go down and, and, and you know, uh, to, to my office and, and, you know, work from there. But, uh, you know, you're still in that constant prayer, you know, when we work out, you know, we, we can still be in, in, in that constant attitude of prayer. Prayer doesn't stop, you know, between certain hours. You know, it, it's and, and it could be something short where, you know, God is putting something on in your, in your heart, someone on your heart. At that particular time and you just pray for him you know and, and the thing is we can we can walk and chew gum you know we we can walk and pray we can run and pray we can take showers and pray we can use the restroom you know not to be too vulgar, but vulgar but we can use the restroom and and pray sometimes as, as, as parents that's the only quiet time we get you know is in the restroom and you may have like two minutes <laughs> but you know what we still can pray you know and, and that's the thing that paul talks about is prayer doesn't stop because um, you don't have time to stop, you know, no, no, by us living an attitude of prayer, what we need to do is constantly be in prayer and and, and we can say, well, that's not possible, and that absolutely is possible because I do it i I think you know um a, a lot of people do it in terms of being in a constant communication with God, and that's something that we can apply and take the uh, hold of our life so we say well we don't have nothing to be thankful about you know what then pray about those areas of your life because god's going to show show them to you i have nothing to be grateful about well then pray about that because god will open up your eyes so what you can be grateful for um you know i'm having a hard time well did you pray about it you know it, it, that's that should be our, our our response as christians when we go before with someone and say well i don't know this direction or that direction the first response to to that individual should be did you pray about it, you know? And I'm not talking about by your head, close your eyes. I'm talking about pray about it, meditate on it, or did you just worry about it? You know, and that's something that we really have to do as Christians. How's it going to get us through the, these hard times? How are we going to go through a pandemic? How are we going to live isolation? How are we going to uh, uh, live these distant lives? Well, you know what? You know, we may feel isolated, but you know what? God's right there. And maybe the reason why we haven't known that God's right there, because we haven't prayed and communicated with him and that's the disconnect
0: you know exactly and the greatest example is pastor's message last week what, the perfect example jesus right when he went over to pray he consults god in everything no matter what what time it was no matter who was with him what did jesus go and do he went to go pray to his father why because he knew god had god's will must be done and we and you know not not to like bring out last week's message but in order in order to be grateful you know we have to elevate god's will in our life and just just you know just saying that is like i know it's not enough like oh god please give me your will no you have to proclaim it you know because if you're not proclaiming it then it won't be done mm-hmm. and that's that's what that's a lot a lot of problems what we have when we pray we pray these little we, these, little, um, these little prayers, when we should be praying these dangerous prayers as pastor's wife um, taught on, you know, a couple of weeks ago. That's what we need to do mm-hmm. in order to reach that level of what God wants in our lives.
1: Pray pray bold prayer, pr- prayers. We want yep. bold answer, we pray bold, bold prayers. Exactly.
2: You know, our, our mom used to give the example um, was about you never, you know, there's so much stuff to be thankful for. You know, when we were little, you know, during Thanksgiving, you know, we would go around the table and be like, well, what are you thankful for? Well, as a little kid, you're like, um, you know, oh, well, I don't know. You know, some, you know, <laughs> most little kids were like, well, I don't know. But as you get older, there's so much to be thankful for. You know, when you're in traffic, you know, you might think it sucks to be in traffic or when you're running late, you know, and then you go down the down, go down the um, freeway and you see a major car car accident. That's that's ahead of you, and, and you're just wondering, like, wow, God, like, you know, like, you know, like, you never really think about it, but that could have been you. You know, when you pray in the parking lot for, oh, God, can I find this parking space? And a parking space opens up. Well, that's something to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. You know, when you wake up and you have electricity, oh, that's something to be thankful for. Well,
1: definitely. I've been without electricity because of the winds. That's something
2: right? to be thankful for. So. <laughs> thankful, Thank you for good old San Bernardino, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many things to be thankful for. There's so many things to have the attitude for. I think as, especially in a first world country living in America, you know, we get spoiled with that. You know, we don't really, we take so many things for granted. And that's one thing why I really do, do, do see that, it, that it's hard to find an attitude of joy and to have an attitude of prayer. I mean, you go to different countries. I've never been to a different countries, but... Um, I know when Pastor, Pastor Curtis used to say when he used to go to Mexico, when, 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 well, well, he was raised in Mexico, but, we, you know, with his parents, because they were missionaries, how, like, the power of God, or even if you see videos of, like, you know, when people go to Africa or to, to India or all these third world countries, when you see, like, how, how, how powerful that God is there is because they, 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 have, um, they have so much to be grateful for because yeah. of how hard it is to struggle. And I think that's why we, as Americans, as people in first world countries, we're at a disadvantage is because we have everything handed to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have indoor plumbing. If you go to so, uh, any other other places in the world that aren't developed, they don't have indoor plumbing. They yeah. don't even have wa- water. They still have to go go down to to a local well or to a stream. Mm-hmm. And we see that, you know, they have that thanksgiving in their heart. They have because they know what God has done for them. They mm-hmm. They can see it in their lives. And even with us, we see what God has done in our lives. Mm-hmm. We see how he moves, but yet we still take it for granted oh, yeah, that was just God. He did that for me. No, it's not, oh, yeah, that was just God. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, was that God. was just God. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, you know, so many times I, I, I really feel like, you know, we go through this life and, and, and we, we live a baby Christian life. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, right now we may not be going through the physical hardships of the people in, like, uh, in, in like Thessalonians. We mm-hmm. may not be going through through, through the, um through the trials that, and, the, and the persecution that people in Asia are going through. But it is coming. The yeah. word predicts it. And if we don't have confined an attitude of Thanksgiving now, well, then we're never going to find it mm-hmm. when our real trials and real struggles go up. Definitely.
1: You know, and, and that kind of leads perfect in, into a, the, the, our third segment, which is the attitude of thanksgiving. We had to have an attitude of thanksgiving, and I love um, how, how Paul wrote this, where he says in verse 18, thank God in everything, you know, and, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but, you know, when we think about, like, like you said, like your mother, you know, sits you around the, you know, the, the, the dinner table, and we've all done it, you know, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? And we've been we've been kind of conditioned, which is not a bad thing because we've got to be thankful for everything. I mean, for everything and anything, we need to be thankful for. Um, but a lot of times we think about, what am, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for, you know, my God. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my finances. And we can go on and on and on down the list of what we're thankful for. But Paul says that we need to be thankful in. and And that's important for us because, you know, um, we can say, well, I'm not. I'm thankful for COVID. No, no one's going to say I'm thankful for COVID. You know, that that's just that's just asinine to say that, right? It doesn't make sense. Right? I'm thankful for COVID. No, you're not thankful for COVID. No one's thankful for COVID. It's a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But can we be thankful in COVID? Well, yes, we can. Mm-hmm. And that's something that that we need to translate because now our Thanksgiving is not for what we have or for what God has done but it's thankful for for where we're in. And that's important for us to really realize and take hold of because it's not just thanking for, it's also thanking in. Can we thank God in the destruction? Can we thank God in the the brokenness? Can we thank God in uh, uh, poor health? Can we thank God in a job loss? Can we have that that attitude of thanking him in the situation and circumstance that we are currently in? And I'm going to answer that question. Yes, we can. Why? Because we're not thanking him for uh, the, the, what's going on. We're thanking him in what's going on because God is God of our circumstances. God is God of our problems. God is God of our concerns. God is God of our pandemic. And so we have to really apply that for our lives to say, you know what, today I'm going to thank God in what I'm going through. That's where Thanksgiving lies in. It's not just thanking for, it's also about thinking in.
2: You know, there's a song by, uh, I believe it's Casting Crowns, and, and it goes, I'll praise you mm-hmm. in
3: the storm. this
2: storm. It's one of my favorite songs, you know that? It's a powerful yeah, song. it's a powerful song. Yeah. Is, is that a, a do it Sunday? Is that what you saying? I, you can do it Sunday, <laughs> go ahead. You know, but I mean,
1: you just trigger something into me. I remember um, going through one of the hardest transitions of, of, of you know, we were a young uh, married couple. Um, I have you know, young yeah we were young um you know i was in mid-20s whatever and i remember having that casting crowns yes i'm gonna date myself in my cd player right and and i would play that song over and over and over again because it ministered to me in, in, in a particular spot of of hardship uh, we were going through financial you know difficulties and i was uh, commission only at the time and you know i remember going home we call it blanking for the day, making no sales. You know, you blank for the day, you don't make no sales. You blank really for income that day, you worked for free. And that was a harsh struggle for me. And I remember uh, uh, coming home, driving home. And uh, uh, I remember we, I was working in San Bernardino at the time, living in Myrna Valley. I would put that CD on and just think, you know what, I'm going to praise you in this storm. And that, that was huge in my life. But you know, also you were saying, you praise you in the storm. Sorry, that, that just triggered that, that memory of, of mine. I just wanted to, to share it because that's absolutely truth. Yeah, and I,
2: I just wanted to bring up because it, it, it says, you know, I will praise you in this storm, mm-hmm. and I will lift my hands, that you are who you are no matter where I am. Amen. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side, and though my heart is torn, I Will praise you in this storm. You know, like you were saying Sunday, a lot of people look over what it says in verse 18. They say, Thank God in everything. Well, a lot of people highlight everything, you know, but no one really highlights in. Mm. And that's how we really have the attitude Thanksgiving. You know, the reason I brought up that song and the reason, you know, I believe that it's so powerful, especially in this instance, is because. We're all going through something. Mm -hmm. We're all going through storms. We're all going through trials. We're all having hardships. We're all going through stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's a matter of praising in it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to praise when the storm is over. Yeah, it's easy to praise before the storm starts. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to praise in In the storm. The storm, and that's why it's it's honestly a whole recipe. Mm -hmm. You know. It's, it's easy to have joy, like we said in your first point, before the storm. It's easy to have the joy after the storm. It's easy to pray before the storm. It's easy to pray out of the storm. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember to praise in it. We have to remember to have, have, find joy and find thanksgiving in it. Just like Paul and Silas, I forget if I was Alec or if it was you, Pastor, that brought it up. Yeah. But they were in the prison. Mm-hmm they were in shackles they were in bondage they were in pain because they were just beaten by a whole city it wasn't just the official guards it was a whole city that basically got mad because they they healed a demon possessed woman and took away their money that's why they were they that's why they got mad and they literally beat them and then they gave them to the romans mm-hmm. who beat them even more and then threw them in a prison mhm but you see that when they praised and gave thanksgiving and had joy in their circumstance in their storm in their trial everything around them was affected yeah not just their situation but every other every other persons and prisoner's situation in that as well and you know
0: that really goes down to our core concept of um of you know what we've been, learned, been teaching or what pastor has been teaching, pastor in Austin and, uh, I haven't, I haven't preached yet guys, but you know, maybe one day in the far off future, future. (laughs) but you know, that, that really goes down to our core foundation or, well, I just gave it away, but, and our core teaching, um, is the foundation, you know, when we're in those trials, when we're in those storms, but, um, you know i i butchered that but when we're in that stuff and our foundation is strong in the lord mm-hmm. nothing can shake us you know nothing can move us yeah you know when i when i think about you know my brother bronco the casting crown song but you know when i'm when i think about a song that touches me a lot it's build my life and that song song's basically talking about when you build your life around god and around his principles and around his teachings you know that nothing can shake you and nothing can move you mm. If we look at Job or we look at Paul and Silas, everything under the sun that could be bad happened to them, mm-hmm. but yet their foundation was never shaken. Mm-hmm. And in those trials, in those hardships, they still praised God and God delivered them out of
1: their Egypt. Mm. You know, and, and we can take that and, and, and really apply that to our lives, you know, that regardless of what we're going through or what we are in, you know, God... Let me ask you this question. Is God still deserving of your thanksgiving? Because the answer to that is yes, He is. He's still deserving of our thanksgiving. He's still de- deserving of our gratitude. He's still deserving of our, our, of our worship and our rejoicing. He's still deserving of our prayer and our communication um, to Him. He's still deserving of all of that, plus everything else and anything else. You know, it, it's, it's, what we're going through doesn't define who God is. And if we allow what we're going through to define who god is then really what we need to do is have a, a a really a bigger picture of who god is because then god's not big enough in our lives and let me tell you god we serve a big god who is bigger than your situation he's bigger than your circumstances and uh like i said sunday i believe it was nathania um said it you know a few weeks ago we got to get a a heavenly perspective of earthly things you know I mean, we we have to really see it from a heaven's perspective. You know, let, let's go above our circumstances or situations. Sometimes our our view is just so narrow. We have to get a, you know, when you think about a surveyor, right? And 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 do they survey the land just from looking at it? Or if the land's really big, what do they do? They get a, a higher perspective of it to see the entire outline of what's going on and sometimes we have to take ourselves out of our situation and circumstances and get a heavenly perspective of exactly what is going on around us and in and in that circumstance, situation because we realize and, and you know what's amazing you know, even in that kind of analogy of, of, of a surveyor, right? A surveyor will go up. I know a lot of times uh, we always see in the neighborhood app, like, why is that helicopter and the guy hanging from it? Well, they're surveyors. They're looking at like, you know, power lines, um, you know, for, for Southern California Edison, because we live in a high fire danger. Um, they're also land surveyors where they look at the land and the landscape of it to see, you know, for developers and all that. Um, but you think about, you know, uh, as high as a helicopter can go, well our god's vision of it is so much greater than that as he's taking a look at it and looking at everything that is happening and what we are currently in and uh you know that's that's powerful that we have to get a really a bigger version a bigger vision I should say of who god is you know thanksgiving is is not is not just in the good thanksgiving is in the bad thanksgiving is everything in between doesn't matter how much or how less or, or 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 anything else really it matters that we continue having that attitude of thanksgiving and i think that the thing that we
2: have to remember the most is it's a privilege you know especially to get the concept of thanksgiving and I, I know are thinking like oh where is he going with mm-hmm. this right but we have to remember that it's it, it's it's a bigger scheme than what we're doing mm-hmm. you know everyone everybody in the bible has played their role according to god's will you know every in our lives we are playing a a role in a grander and a bigger scheme of things it's to further the kingdom of god you know when we pass on to the next life and we when we go home and meet jesus face to face it's because our mission on earth is complete you know we have to remember that it's not just about us it's about the kingdom and like you were saying and like nathania was saying we have to have a heaven mindset a kingdom mindset so many times we get so distraught we get so distracted we can't find joy we can't go into prayer, we can't read the word, we can't go to worship. We because we're going through things, but we have to remember that it's bigger than ourselves. It's bigger than our trials, it's bigger than our wants, it's bigger than our hopes and it's bigger than our dreams. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that it's a privilege to serve.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that what I'm going through today can be someone else's breakthrough tomorrow. Amen. You know, that's one big thing that, you know, when I was growing up in the Pentecostal church, they would get up and testify mm-hmm. or testimony. Well, why, why is that? It's because you can relate to what someone's going through. Well, your breakthrough can be what someone's trial that is going through right away. Mm-hmm. So they can see the other side, and you can give hope, and you can give encouragement and show them that, hey... This is the way. This is how I got through it. This is how God helped me. And he can do the same exact thing to you. Mm-hmm. And that's just personally what I think how, that's what gets me through. Mm-hmm. Like I said a couple Sundays ago, and I'm still going through stuff, but I can sit and I can worship. I can sit and I can sing in front of people. I can sit and talk on this podcast or, or preach when the pastor asks me to. It's because it's bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than my trials. It's bigger than my hurts. It's mm-hmm. bigger than, than my fears. hmm and that's how I can find thankfulness in it, yeah. because it's not about me. Like Habakkuk says, or the, you know, the prophet Habakkuk said, you know, it's, he's put his trust, his joy, his hope, his future, his worries, his fears, his, his trials mm-hmm. in God's hands, because God was the one that gives him the strength. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what we need to do today. Definitely.
1: If uh, this podcast has blessed you in any particular way, um, you know we'd like to hear from you. You can reach us uh, by either texting us or giving us a phone call. Our number is 909-992-1588. Again, text us, give us a call. Um, uh, also, uh, if you want to sew in a one-time uh, gift or a reoccurring gift of any amount, you can do so by texting the word GIVE to one 414 165 another way you can reach us is you can also send us an email. And that email address is visitnewlifecc at gmail.com. That's visit new life, the letter C in the letter C, at gmail.com. Also, we would love for you to attend Uh, our worship experience Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. The easiest way you can do that anywhere from a internet connected device. You can go to facebook.com slash visit new life cc. We have our Sunday morning service live at 10 a.m. And then we have also a replay of our Sunday morning services every Sunday at 7 and also Wednesday midweek at 7 p.m. God bless you. Hope this has encouraged you. And uh, tune us in again on another episode of New Life Community Church's Deep Dive. From all of us, Austin, Alec, and myself, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next week. God bless.